Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, May 30th, 2022. I'm Micah Shopley. Happy Memorial Day. Yes, I'm working on Memorial Day. I didn't take the day off. I hope everyone's going to have a uh, having a fun day or had a fun day or whatever and a great weekend. Uh, a lot of barbecuing, warm weather, and the unofficial start of the summer of 2022. You know, I'm going to have um, an unpopular take here. An unpopular take on holidays in general, but especially holidays like Memorial Day. Because Memorial Day is about remembering the fallen, right? Honoring the fallen. They gave their lives for our freedom. So these men and women give their lives through the years, through the decades, through the centuries for our freedom. And what do we do? We get a day off. We get a day off often with pay. Does that make any sense? Does it make any sense that these, these veterans give their lives They've given their lives. They die, and we get to party for a day. We get to have a, a, a free day. It doesn't make any sense. I think we should work on these holidays. I think it makes more sense, more common sense for us to work extra hard on these holidays just to be able to deserve the freedom and the life they've given us. That's my take. I know it's going to be unpopular because people want the day off. you got to have that three-day weekend in New York. you got to have that three-day weekend. Very important. Um... But, of course, I think it doesn't make any sense. To me, it just doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. It's like um, big dinners and parties after a death to celebrate a funeral. I never understand that either, the memorial. Someone dies and everyone goes out to eat. And this is really big in Italian families. Huge in Italian families. That after a, 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 a funeral, everyone goes out and eats and parties and laughs their ass off. Never understood that either. But there's a lot I don't understand. There's much I don't understand. And more and more each day, I seem to not understand anything. I understand less and less. You know, since the show I did on Friday, there's been more information coming out about the police in Uvalde, Texas, and how they responded to the shooting. And... uh, at first, we thought there was a guard there that was armed, that was shot, that didn't that never made any 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 sense because we never heard about being wounded or another death, so that didn't make any sense to me, and so that never happened. There was never a guard or an officer that was shot. No one was guarding the door. In fact, the door was propped open. We didn't know that either, did we? Evidently, a teacher went out for a drink or a, a, a cigarette or a phone call. Or, or they did that stupid thing that everyone's been doing where they leave the door open because COVID is coming in without it. You know, you, you need the air for COVID to leave. All this nonsense. Anyway, the door was left open and about, you know, just by just some bum luck, like a minute or two after the door was propped open, the maniac came in. So we didn't know that either. So the door, the door was propped open. Now, what else didn't we know that we thought we knew? Well, we thought the police went in fast. Remember, the police went in so fast. The heroes went in immediately. No. It was 40 minutes, 45 minutes, up to an hour where they didn't go in. As shots rang out sporadically during that 45 minutes to one hour, as several students made 911 calls in that 45 minutes to an hour, and as more students possibly in that time period were shot and possibly those who were shot before that bled out. So what happened? Was it cowardice? Some people do think it's cowardice. I know some very, very pro-police right-wing people who think it was cowardice. 
I also know some people who think it was just a wrong decision, that they approached it as a hostage situation as opposed to an active shooter. With an active shooter, you go in right away to stop the shooting, to stop the active shooting. In a hostage situation, you don't break in right away because they kill every old hostages, right? And you don't want that. So the idea in a hostage situation is this, the shooting has stopped, right? And now they're taking hostages. And you don't just go in and barge in in that situation. You get a negotiator, blah, 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 which takes sometimes hours and hours, sometimes days, right? And a bad decision was made. It was active shooter all along. It was never hostage. So the wrong decision was made. And then even, even after the 45-minute to hour period when the border uh, people went in, they didn't, they didn't want them to go in. And they said, no, we're going in. And they went anyway and they killed them. Um, what would have happened if they didn't go in? Would he have killed more people, more kids? So there, there are these questions. I, I, I would tend to believe it's not cowardice. I might think it's cowardice if it was one or two guys, but there were 19 guys there, Okay. So I don't think – I think when you have a group of that big, you know, armed with, you know, ammo and all that, I, I don't think it's cowardice. I think they would have just barged in and 19 of them would have just easily taken them out. I don't think that's the issue. I just think that the wrong decision was made. It was a bad decision. Now, that is horrible unto itself because we've had so many school shootings and mass, mass shootings here the last 20 years. It's like it's new. It's like this is Columbine. But this is years and years later. We've had so many of these, and these were practice. We understand this. As soon as what, as recent as last year, late last year, they had this plan. They had the active shooter plan and active shooter rehearsal done there. So it's like it's it's all they've been planning for all this. We've known all this. We've known this can happen anytime, anywhere for years now, and we've seen how it's been done right and wrong over the past two decades. There was no excuse for this. There's no excuse for it. Even if it's not cowardice, if it's cowardice, it's horrible. They deserve to all be fired. But maybe they should all be fired anyway because this is not what they had planned for. What's the point of all the planning? What's the point of all the learning from all the past shootings if you're not going to get this right when you react now? So that's my issue here is that either way, cowardice or incompetence – they should all be canned. It doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't make any And then other people go, well, you're not in those shoes. Well, the fact of the matter is no, because I don't want to be in those shoes. It's not my job. And no one forces people to do this job, and I haven't done the training the way they have. I haven't done the training the way they have. So I don't have to put myself in their shoes because I don't need to be. They're in their shoes, and they should know what to fucking do. That's, that's the deal here. That's why you have planning for this. That's why you go through drills. That's why you prepare for this. It's almost like the military when they prepare to go to war. That's why they prepare. That's why the drill sergeants are so horrible on them because they want to save lives when they have to go into war. And that's the whole point of all this. This is why they prepare for this, for this moment. And they choose to have jobs where they have to may have to do this. So I, I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. I really don't. And I think there are going to be tons of lawsuits. I mean, tons and tons of lawsuits. Um, and did they lie at the beginning to the governor? Did they lie or did they just not know in the quote-unquote fog of war what had happened for the first couple of days? See, that's all, that also has to be found out because if they lied to cover their asses, 
because they knew they did nothing for an hour and that wouldn't look good, that's a bigger problem. That's a much, much bigger issue. And so we're seeing how important what – what we're seeing from this is how important it, the training is, right, that the proper training and the proper decisions lead to fewer deaths, lead to a better outcome. That's without a doubt, a lead pipes in fact. But we're also seeing how important it is to fortify our schools, to have only one point of entry, okay? The back door doesn't open. The teacher has to go out the front door if they want a cigarette or to make a phone call. And the front door has one or two more armed guards. The way City Hall has armed guards at the two entrances here in San Francisco. I cannot go in there with a gun. They would kill me in an instant. So the fact of the matter is you need to – we need to fortify our schools. I mean it's just it, – it's just because let's put it this way. We can look at all the gun control crap the left wants to do. And I was once one of them. And like I said, I've never shot a gun. I don't own guns. I don't like them. But you can do all of that stuff, and it would not have prevented most, if not all, of these shootings, especially – or this one, right? Okay, let's look at the idea of raising the age to 21. There aren't 21-year-old shooters. There have been no shooters 21 or over. They're all under 21. I mean, it's idiotic. And this kid – remember, we, we now know – another piece of information we know is that four years ago, four friggin' years ago when he was 14, he said he was going to do this in four years when he was 18, and he did it. He would have waited three more years if he had to. He waited four. And the reason why he even waited until he was 18 is not because he couldn't legally buy a gun. It's because in his fucking fucked up mind, it was the year he graduated. That's what it was. I don't think he even graduated. But the fact of the matter is he waited four years. He would have waited seven if it came down to not being able to buy a gun legally. If not, he would have gone to the black market. The black market, because that's what criminals do. They break laws. That's why they're called criminals. We're looking at this from a sane, law-abiding person point of view. Oh, we need laws because laws. But they break the laws. That's the point. You know who doesn't? People who aren't criminals. You and I, unless you're a criminal, and everyone's, everyone's allowed to listen to this show. I welcome everyone, criminals and non-criminals alike. But us non-criminals, yeah, we follow the laws. We follow stupid laws like masks. So, of course, we're going to follow gun laws, but the criminals won't. They will find a way around. If it takes an extra day, if it takes an extra week, if it takes an extra month, they'll wait. They're not going to become sane in a month. That's the thing about these background checks. You know, it's three days, seven days, 12 days. It's like they're going to become sane in an extra five days if they have to wait or say an extra three years if they need to wait. It's just a, it doesn't make any sense. They have these laws with cooling off periods where you have to wait a week. What? Cooling off what? Crazy people are going to be crazy forever until they get help. Which is also my point of having mental help, having more money put into mental health, mental health reform, much more important than gun reform, mental health reform, making, making sick people not sick, making crazy people not crazy is a much better solution than raising the age you can buy a gun from 18 to 21 or a waiting period from three days to seven days. But we don't talk about that. Yeah, maybe we talk about it. We don't do anything about it. We don't do anything about it. You know, I think the Democrats, the Republicans, sorry, and they'll never do this, just should give the Democrats all they want with their gun control. Okay? 
Just give them all they want. You know why? Because then these things will happen anyway, unfortunately, and it'll prove these gun control laws are bullshit, which is what people are saying. Like, you know, the gun owners and myself now are saying would happen anyway. It's all bullshit. But give them what they want. They've been bitching and moaning for years now for these gun laws. Give it to them, and then you'll prove to them that it doesn't matter. Just how we prove to them that masks don't matter, and we prove to them that vaccines don't matter, and we prove to them that vaccine mandates don't matter. Give them, give them the laws, and watch what happens over the next three to five years. Give it three to five years, won't be any change. Won't be any difference. And then we can say, hmm, told you so. End the laws. End the mandates. Because we know these aren't going to work. Common sense stuff works. Just emotional, uh, teary, knee-jerk reactions don't work. Those aren't solutions. Emotional solutions that make you feel better emotionally, that make you that make you virtue signal to the nth degree, don't work. They work to make you feel better, but up your ass, who cares how you feel? It has to actually make the situation better. It has to make the situation better. Improve the situation. So doing things like that moron beta work, or work where you just yell at people where you politically grandstand to try to gain a few points in the polls because you're running for office, that's not going to work. It's not going to work to solve this problem, and it's not going to work to get him elected either. And now we have these protests, like uh, Gabe Kapler, the manager of the San Francisco Giants, who's decided he's not going to come out for the national anthem. Like, that is going to prevent children from being murdered. You know, I got to tell you, the next nut job out there who's thinking about doing this is now thinking, oh, shit, Gabe Kapler isn't coming out for the national anthem? I ain't doing this. I mean, Gabe has showed me. I mean, how fucking dumb is this? And I usually like the guy. The guy's really good in press conferences when it comes to his team. He takes the questions. He doesn't act like a dick. I usually like him. But this is idiotic. This is more of this left-wing, knee-jerk, virtue-signaling where he becomes the story. Like, Beto O'Rourke became the story. He's the story. And it does nothing to stop gun violence. It does not, nothing to protect children. It does nothing to stop school shootings. Now, he's allowed to have any kind of protest he wants personally. He's allowed. And of course, because he's a major league manager, people are going to ask him. If he didn't announce it, people are going to eventually ask him after two or three games why he's not coming out for the anthem anymore. They're going to notice. The press is going to notice. People are going to notice. So I understand he can't just not say it and do it because eventually after a week or so, he'd have to talk about it anyway. But he can have whatever protests he wants, but it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything. And that's the point. If he wanted to change anything, you see, and that's another thing about the hypocrisy. Okay, so now he's going to come out and protest the national anthem because of the school shooting and gun violence and guns and all that, right? The fentanyl problem in his own city where he manages and make millions of dollars didn't buy, bother him. The homeless problem, does he walk around his fucking city? That didn't bother him enough. The homelessness, the fentanyl problem, the inflation, the fact that people can't afford their rents in this city, the crime, the people shitting on the streets and pissing on the streets and everything else that's wrong with this city and this country, that didn't bother him. That didn't get him to protest the national anthem. This did. So it's hypocrisy. It's utter hypocrisy. There's no doubt about it, Gabe. If you're listening, it's hypocrisy. You're being a hypocrite. You're being a total hypocrite. Now, if Gabe Kapler had the balls, this is going to bother some people, but if Gabe Kapler had the balls to come out and say, you know, this national anthem stuff at sports is just, why do we do it? We don't do it anywhere else. Why are we doing it here? It's dumb. I'd have more respect for him, okay? But he won't say that, even though he might think it. 
He probably does think it, but he won't say that. And because I've always thought this is dumb, okay? Is it a big deal? Not really. Am I going to die for it? Am I going to go to the mat, die on the cross? No, but I think it's just stupid that we've done this at sporting events, I believe since the 40s or 50s. It wasn't done. It hasn't been done forever. It was a period, period where it started. I think it was 40s or 50s. And it, it's been done ever since. But it's, I think it's idiotic tradition. Why? why? I, wa- I want someone to answer the question. Why do we do it mostly just at sporting events? Why don't we do it when we, before we go to the movies? I know some people out there, you know, the, the patriotic, you know, the real right-wing patriotic jingoistic wackos would like us to do the national anthem about 20 times a day before we eat, before we sit down, before we take a shit. Take a, but why do we do it in sporting events? Why, when I go to the mall and, oh, say, can you see? I don't, we don't do it. Why at sporting events only? It doesn't make any sense. If you want to do it, you have – I don't want to say the name Alexa because it will come on. There, look at that. I whispered it. I whispered it. Anyway, up your ass, Bezos. But, I, you know, you could do it at home, right? You could do it at home if you want. You could simply do it at home. Here, let's see if it works. Here, let's do a little experiment. Alexa, play the national anthem. To play specific songs, you'll need to sign up for Amazon Music Unlimited, which lets you choose from over 90 million songs. It's free for 30 days and then $9. Listen, listen, can you believe this? Can you believe this? Can you believe this? Terms in the Alexa app. You believe this, Bezos? start your free trial and play the Star Spangled Banner, United States National Anthem? No. Can you believe this? Okay. I can play similar music instead. <laughs> she wants to play similar music now. Look at this. Look, this is... Look, look, look. look. Listen to this. Listen, she won't shut up now. How do I get Alexa to shut up? How do you, does anyone know how do you get Alexa to shut up? Hold on. Let me see what she's playing. She's playing some... She can't play the national anthem. She's not playing anything. She said she was going to play something else. Some other version of the national... Where do they play? The Ukrainian version? For free? Anyway. You, you, get, you get the point. You get the point, right? You get. The, I want to show you how technically inclined I am. Technically inclined I am. Let's see if this works. Hey, Google, play the national anthem. Look at, listen to this. I want you to listen to this, okay? This is Jimi Hendrix. Looks like Jimi Hendrix live at something, playing National Anthem. Anyway, all right. Here we go. That's Jimi, this is what they play. That's the National Anthem? Hey, Google, stop. Well, you get the point, this little experiment that didn't go very well. How come you can't just ask one of these to play it and they just play the damn thing? Play a, a normal, average version of this thing. One doesn't play it at all. You got to pay for it. The other one plays Jimi Hendrix doing the national anthem with his guitar. Idiotic. Which is another thing that bothers me. You listen to the national anthem these days at these sporting events, and everyone does their own freaking version of the national anthem. Everyone does their own version of the national anthem. They're off key. They make up their own. They make up their own pauses. They make up their own. It doesn't make any sense. I like it straightforward. A guy at Yankee Stadium, Robert Merrill, I should just ask to play that one, but I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to waste your time anymore. Um, Robert Merrill 
used to sing the national anthem. He was perfect. He was an opera singer in New York, okay? And he sang the national anthem, and it was perfect. Perfect, pitch perfect, beautiful, deep voice. Look him up. Look up, look up Robert Merrill. That's the kind of national anthem I like. Not these ridiculously off-key, you know, these uh, esoteric versions of the national anthem we hear at all these sporting events now, which, once again, brings my original point. This is dumb. So if Gabe Kapler wanted to say that, I would have much more respect for him. But this idea of just like, okay, I'm not going to come out for the national anthem because of gun violence and what happened in Texas. So you're protesting the national anthem. You're protesting the song that is about basically how we, our freedoms and our democracy and those who have died for us and, and why we are a great country, why we are a free country, why we are a democracy where we can have debate over these things. So have like actual debate over these things and get actual things done. I'm just going to protest. That's like, this is like the, this is what the left is about nowadays. It's all about like woke protest, cancel culture. You don't agree with me, you're canceled. You don't agree with me, you're an evil person and my enemy. This is not going to get anywhere. This is not going, these, these little stupid personal protests that either make you feel better because you're doing, you feel like you're doing something or just put the attention spotlight on you on you and your ego and not on the issue, that's the problem. That's the problem with the modern-day left. And we see it constantly. Whenever there's an event, right, there's a protest, a march, a sit-in, a speak-in, a this, a that, it's constant. I'm going to not come out for the anthem. I'm going to kneel for the anthem. So these these ridiculous virtue-signaling gestures that get nowhere. What they do is they make people on that side, let's say for this it's on the left, the anti-gun people, all cheer, and they, they're cheering because emotionally it makes them feel better. And that's all the left has now are emotions. Emotionally, the mass made them feel better. Did it stop the spread of the virus? Absolutely not emotionally getting 17 jabs, each jab makes them feel emotionally better. Does it ever stop the spread? No, not so far. Emotionally, they like the vaccine mandates because they feel, one, superior to you, and two, that they feel emotionally secure because an unvaccinated person can't come next to them in a bar or restaurant even though the vaccines don't stop the spread of COVID. So you see, it's all emotion. And there's no intelligence behind it. There's no intellect. There's no common sense. And there's nothing that matters behind it. Okay? There's nothing that actually matters. There's nothing that actually is going to make the, the gun violence better, less, get rid of it, make our children safer. And with the COVID stuff, nothing that's going to make COVID go away. Nothing that's going to stop the spread of COVID. So it's all emotional blabber. It's all emotional blabber. And it does nothing. And it's really just starting to drive people crazy and drive people away from the Democratic Party and drive people to the polls come November for the Republican Party. And once again, I've talked about this a million times. People on the left, people who are 
older than me, who had been Democrats their whole lives, are saying they're voting Republican for the first time. They're trying to tell the party a big reason is because Democrats have now become the party of no common sense. So they only have two choices here. It's not like we have six parties. So you have two choices. So if the party, uh, if Democrats are the party of no common sense, you vote for the other party, whether the party of common sense or not. People perceive the Democrats to be, the, for good reason, to be the party of no common sense these days. So they're going to go for the other party. And they don't seem to get it. They don't seem to get it. I mean, I've warned them. This is my, what is, this is show 130. This is 130 shows I've done now. And I've warned them 130 times now. And they don't care. They don't care. And come November, I'll have warned them another 100 plus times. And they won't care. So they keep doing these crazy things, these stupid virtue signaling nonsense. These stupid gestures. What is that? Is that, was that the line from Animal House? Now's the time for a stupid gesture. I haven't seen it in so long. It's something like that. Now's the time for a stupid... Is it a stupid gesture or a stupid action? Come on, I know what it is. Don't worry about it. Something like that. Well, now's the time for a stupid gesture. Is like just, just, That should be the slogan. That should be the slogan for Democrats running for office. Now's the time for a stupid gesture. Because that's all they have are stupid gestures. That's it. And nothing else. I mean, the world is going crazy. I, I wanted to end... Because I know a lot of you don't follow sports, but did you see this thing with Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson coming back to the San Francisco? Oh, by the way, the finals, the NBA finals are going to be San Francisco Warriors. I call them the San Francisco Warriors because Golden State's a stupid name to begin with and the state's anything but golden anyway anymore. So the San Francisco Warriors and the, the Boston Celtics. And so it's a great, it's a mask fest. If you love mask, if you have a mask fetish, this is a great, because you have both coaches who love wearing masks on the court. Of course, it's Boston and San Francisco, so you get both coaches wearing masks on the court in, in what, June of, of 2022 now. So it's an all-mask NBA Finals. But since we're on sports, this thing with Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson, I don't know if you followed this. It's so stupid. Evidently, they're both part of a football fantasy league. And this is last year's, last year's Football Fantasy League. And evidently, Jock Peterson did some kind of a move, like a transaction. You know, someone goes on the disabled list, you can, supposedly you can make, I don't know, some transaction. And, and he made a transaction, and Tommy Pham didn't like it, didn't think it was legal, even though Jock Peterson sent in the rules, and the rules said it was totally legal. And also, Jock Peterson, on top of that last year, sent him some kind of a, a funny little photo showing how great the Giants were and how bad the Padres were. And this offended Tommy Pham, who is now on the Cincinnati Reds. And up until this past uh, uh, weekend, they had not met since last year. So Tommy Pham, like that crazy shooter, like that crazy shooter waited four years. Tommy Pham waited about a year to slap Jock Peterson in the face, a la Will Smith style. I love how people said that no one was going to copy Will Smith. We've had at least two since, right? The guy who jumped on stage with Dave Chappelle and another Tommy Pham thing. People said, oh, no, people won't follow. It's a one-off. They're not going to follow Will Smith. Well, he smacked him just Will Smith style in the outfield in the pregame warm-ups for allegedly breaking the fantasy football laws and for sharing a funny little gif that was ridiculously silly that who cares, that even a, a, a 15-year-old wouldn't have been offended by. And then Tommy Pham goes on radio 
and, and sounds like a total douchebag saying, I don't like people fucking with my money. I'm a money and fan. Meanwhile, the guy's a multimillionaire. This is after, this is like five days after children are shot up. Children are shot to pieces. Parents are, are, are fucking ruined. This fucking millionaire, spoiled bitch, goes on radio and says, oh, well, I don't want people fucking with my fantasy football money. Well, the guy's got 85 million fucking dollars in the bank. What did he lose? $10,000? $20,000? Who cares? This is how spoiled we are. This is, comes down to the problem nowadays, people. We are full of spoiled, rich, spoiled, whether they're rich or not rich, they're spoiled. They only care about themselves. People only care about themselves. They don't care about their fellow man anymore. They don't want to talk things out anymore. They just want to lash out, whether it's a slap or a punch or a gunshot. We have no regard for human life anymore. We have no regard for a fellow human being anymore. This is all together, man. Whether it's the extreme shooting or a slap in the face, it comes from the same area, man. No one has any respect for anybody. Why am I using the word man so much? No one has any respect for fellow man. Or woman. Or X. We'll get into that tomorrow. New York State now allows X on their driver's license for gender. I believe you can do that. I was told you can do it on a passport for a long time now. It's stupid, but it certainly isn't groundbreaking. But moron Kathy Hochul, the Wicked Witch of the East, is saying it's, it's groundbreaking that you can put X on your, on your gender now on a New York State license. I tell you, the world I'm living in, this is like, talk about it sick out there and getting sicker. But I truly got to get out of this nuthouse. It's a fucking nuthouse. And I got to get out of here. Who's going to help me get out of here? Well, I think we're going to end on that note. I think we're going to end on that note. That's like a, that's what a, that's what the shrink says all the time. Well, sorry, we have to end there. It's been 44 minutes, and I'll see you next week. If you're about to jump off a roof, sorry, see you next week. Anyway, that's been, that, that, we're going to end it here. That's been uh, our feisty Monday show, Memorial Day show. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Have a great time. Uh-huh. Celebrating, celebrating other sacrifices. Anyway, this has been Unless Be Heard. I'm Mike Cachopoli. And remember, always remember, just because it's a holiday, don't you forget, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you tomorrow.